Every single pinball manufacturer has one thing going for them right now, and they all need to take advantage of it. doing any more homework. We're not going to bring you down with COVID-19 talk right now. We're going to talk about time and how every single pinball manufacturer in the world right now has nothing but time. And time is the most valuable commodity in the world. You can't buy more of it. You can't recreate it after it's gone. And when you have time to figure stuff out, and I think all of us have more time in our lives than we ever thought we'd have. We have more time with our wives and children on a, on a daily basis. We have more time to think about our, our, our career choices, our life choices, our, our buying choices. And now that there is so much time out there for the pinball manufacturers, I wanted to take this episode of Canada's Pinball Podcast and talk about how I think each manufacturer should spend this valuable time that they all have now to figure out a strategy on how to use this time to make it when we hit go again, that all these companies come back and are more successful. Now, some of them are already really successful, but for some companies out there, this delay can help them sort of reorganize, rethink things, re-strategize, team up with new people, do new partnerships, think about new approaches, and, and, and I'm gonna give you what I would do if I was these pinball manufacturers during this delay that is impacting everyone, how's that sound for episode 476 of the world's number one pinball podcast? Let's go right now. So let's start right at the top with Stern Pinball. How should Stern Pinball spend this time? And the truth is Stern Pinball is the most well-oiled machine in the industry. Nobody would argue with that. They were ready to get Ninja Turtles out into the world. If there's one thing that everyone is looking for in how Stern Pinball should spend this time off, it's simple. I think one word comes to mind, code. Stern Pinball now has enough time to make sure that all of their games, because we've waited for them and there's this delay, there's no excuse now for Stern Pinball machines that are shipping in 2020 to have poor code in them. And Ninja Turtles especially, people will be looking at this game. Now, I heard a rumor that Stern Pinball is aiming to ship Ninja Turtles with code at 1.0. I don't think they'll do that because 1.0 always signifies for most people that it's done. It's strategically smart to keep that number somewhere below one because then there's always hope that things you might want will be added in. So 0.96 is really smart. 1.0 is really dumb. So I look for Stern to spend this time getting the code to completion. And the best part about this time off is now, you can't physically go into the office for most people, but the coders can code remotely. So a pinball coder, this isn't really a bad thing. There's less distractions, they're being pulled in less directions, and they can focus on getting the code done. Now, during this time off, I I'm wondering how the heavy metal game is going to kind of come back because that game was, they were right on the release schedule of it. They even revealed that they were making the game I don't know if time will help or hurt Heavy Metal. I would assume that this title didn't have that much excitement around it. And now that this delay has happened, 
I really think heavy metal is just going to come out and there's nothing they can do given this extra time to create excitement for that game. And because Ninja Turtles is coming out right on top of it, I think heavy metal is going to be so DOA when it finally arrives. And I don't care what Zombie Yeti said on Pinside about how the artwork on heavy metal looks really good in person. Because we all know when he shows what he's done on Ninja Turtles, it's going to blow away heavy metal. And heavy metal is going to be one of those games that just was never going to be that great if it got released on time. But it's going to be one of those games that just completely flops in terms of sales when it is released. Now, Stern doesn't care because it's a contract manufactured game. They've already been paid, right? People, people remember that. Stern will be paid for every game they make. If the games don't sell, it's not on Stern to sell them. It's on Heavy Metal to sell them, so they don't care. Now, something I'd like to see Stern do with this time, and again, this is just things that I hope these companies do. I want to see Stern find some new designers, and I mean that. I, I think that Stern needs to get more young designers into the company. And there's just no excuse anymore for not giving young guns and young talent a chance, a chance to prove themselves in the pinball industry. You can't tell me that nobody young wants to get into pinball. And I think Stern has a lot of people that are just grandfathered in to this company and into this industry and that's fine but I think it's time with this excess time for some people to start to hang it up and I'm gonna say it I think Steve Ritchie might have one more game in him I think it might be Led Zeppelin but there comes a point there comes a point when lead designers on games you have to find younger talent and I think Stern Pinball they they, they see the writing on the wall Keith Elwin is their young new designer and and he's not even that young but he's new to pinball and look at keith elwin he he immediately has taken over as the most exciting designer at stern now if i'm george and i'm gary i'm looking at that like oh my god like we brought in new talent he approached what we do differently and his games he just cleaned house at the twippies and again i think the twippies are a great marketing tool for these companies to understand what people want who's the next keith elwin the next Keith Elwin is not going to be John Borg. The next Keith Elwin is is, is not going to be who, Steve Ritchie. It's who else? Who am I missing over there in terms of designers? I don't know Gomez. I mean, he's still designing. I like George Gomez designs. Just got to take the clunk out. Anyway, so here's here's that's what I would do if I was Stern. I would sort of try to find your next Keith Elwin in this time. Like interview people, get some people in there. Like start to shuffle it around a little bit. Okay. We're going to talk about that shuffling of the players. Now that more and more companies are in Chicago, will we see people migrate and take different jobs? There's no more excuses for some people. You know, if you're Stern employees, do you do something differently? If you're John Borg, are you finally after Ninja Turtles? Is it time to go find somewhere else to apply your skills? Now, John Borg is a guy that him and Gary are really tight. But if I'm John Borg, maybe you reach a point during this moment of reflection where you say, maybe I should go somewhere else. Maybe I should show people what I could really do if I wasn't hamstrung to this low bomb at Stern. And everyone knows that. We know that he gets mad that they yank stuff out. If I'm John Borg, I am calling over to one place, another place who I think also could use a third designer desperately, and that's Jersey Jack Pinball. You need to mix it up more. At Jersey Jack Pinball and I think John Borg should be knocking on 
Jersey Jack Pinball's door and saying, hey, let's do something together and let's see what John Borg can do over at Jersey Jack Pinball. I would love to see that. I don't think it's going to happen, but I'm thinking if I'm John Borg or I would go over to another company that desperately needs design help and how much better would it have been if American Pinball invested all their money, not in Joe Balser, but invested their money in John Borg, I think you would have got much better products uh, as a result. We'll talk about American Pinball, what they do in this time off, but Stern Pinball, for the most part, they will come back. They will come back the strongest out of everybody. Their sales will be down. There's no denying it. People look at the prices of these games now. So Stern in this time off, they must be evaluating how many games do we release now in 2020? How do we how do we sort of reignite, right? Reignite the frenzy in pinball. And also Stern, I think, needs to figure something out. And I'm gonna say this. I think they need to figure out how to help out the industry. And by that, you know, Stern Pinball is the largest provider of pinball machines to operators and distributors and to location play. I think Stern Pinball should figure out how can we help get these operators back on their feet if anyone can do it it's stern pinball because here's what is happening operators are getting decimated is stern pinball going to do something for operators to try and help them get back on their feet get people into their locations and and sort of help them make up for everything that's hit them so hard over the last few months and maybe they're thinking, or I would help them think of like, what can we do? Maybe we could do a new payment plan for operators so they don't have to pay upfront for the entire game just to get people in. Maybe we can do a deferred payment plan on the t new titles coming out. Maybe, I, I, I don't know, how do you do it? Maybe we can organize a lot more Stern Army events at these locations to get people through the door. Think of ways in which I could possibly help the, the, the locations. The hard part, and I'll say it, the hard part is scale because there's so many places that are getting decimated. How, how do you help if you can't help everybody? That's always the challenge, right? It's the kid who brings candy to the classroom. Do you have enough bubble gum for everybody? And then the teacher says, nope, you don't, so you can't give anyone any. And that's the trouble, and I'm going through that now at work. If you want to do something to help people, but it's not scalable to everyone who needs the help, does it work? Okay. But Stern Pinball, I fully expect them to come out of this the best out of everybody. All right. Who else? Who's got time on their side? So Jersey Jack Pinball. Let's go on to Jersey Jack Pinball. Now, Jersey Jack Pinball, first and foremost, we have to say congratulations to Mr. Ken Cromwell. If you didn't hear the news, Ken Cromwell is joining Jersey Jack Pinball as their, I believe it's their head of communications or communication strategist at Jersey Jack Pinball. He will be stepping down his duties at the Pinball Network, uh, so he won't be doing the pinball show or the stream on Monday nights, and he will be joining Jersey Jack at the middle of this month uh, to be running their comms department or be their head of comms, okay? So I just wanna say that's awesome. I mean, it's always super, super cool to hear people go from being on the fan side of the industry to working in the industry. So Ken, you've always been a good buddy. I really am happy to see you make the jump to Jersey Jack Pinball. And Ken joins Jersey Jack at an interesting time. It's probably the most interesting time to join this company because it's a company in transition. And we know that they're moving to Chicago from Jersey. 
I listened to Jack's interview on the Super Duper Awesome Pinball Show with Christopher Franchi yesterday. And typical Jack answers, you kind of get half answers to everything. Everything is, you know, I just want to say this to Jersey Jack. I always said, uh, and, and I'm going to tell this to Ken. Ken, your first, your first thing that you should tell Jack to do as, as your new role as the comms lead is, is very simple. It's this, don't ever compare this high-end pinball company ever again to Jersey Mike's subs. Don't ever do it. We are selling high-end bespoke pinball machines to a, a more lucrative audience. Stop comparing our company to a goddamn hoagie. Okay, nobody wants to hear about how Jersey Mike's subs expanded and Jersey Mike's subs started in Jersey and now they're, it, stop. Stop comparing your high-end pinball company to a sub company that makes hoagies. All right, Jack, you need to stop. All right, it's just it's just this weird fascination with, it's not New Jersey people love, Jack. It's 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 the high-end pinball you make, okay? I just hate to break it to you. Um, so, here's, so here's the thing, so they have time and they've moved to Chicago. Now, here's how I would use that time if I were Jersey Jack Pinball. You gotta get Guns N' Roses launch plans in order. Now, their launch plans for Guns N' Roses are not out there in the open. They never officially said they were bringing the game anywhere. I think people are, are saying that Guns N' Roses, it was going to be at MGC. I don't think that was the case because there's no way they were tooled up and ready to start production of this game. Jack knows, especially with Guns N' Roses, when Jack shows Guns N' Roses... That game needs to be on the line. The collector's editions need to be the first ones on the line. Jack, I'm telling you right now, and I'm saying this without hesitation. If you put Guns N' Roses collector's editions on the line from day one, there's a 75% there's chance I'm ordering that game on day one. As long as you don't mess up one thing. Because I'm not worried about Eric. I'm not worried about the design. I'm not worried about the sound. I'm not worried about the code even because it's going to have all the songs I love. The only thing, and this is weird to say it, but the only thing that could keep me from buying a Guns N' Roses pinball machine from Jersey Jack Pinball is one thing and one thing only if they mess up the art. Because that is the thing that has me the most nervous about this game. And that is the other thing I wanted to bring up before I go back to Guns N' Roses launch. I think Jersey Jack Pinball needs to go get some good artists. This company, if there's one thing this company I just think just doesn't do well, and I'm looking over all their games, and they're beautiful games, but the art packages on them have all been mediocre. Mediocre at best. It, it's, it's never been illustrated. Like They don't have beautiful hand-drawn art on their games. They've arranged Photoshop stuff nicely, but again, a, the Jersey Jack games, they need to have better art and that is the one thing that is really I, I think been confusing to me because why does stern pinball that sells a much cheaper game have such better art packages on their games and i'm sorry but in this time off don't ever don't ever release a cabinet that looks like willy wonka standard ever again get these games looking so much better on the cabinets and on the play fields and they can do it i mean even when you look at Go put the Munsters next to Willy Wonka. I, I, I didn't really notice this until I saw the Twippies. When you put them side by side, it is embarrassing how barren Willy Wonka looks next to the Munsters. It's embarrassing how much less detail there is 
And that shouldn't be the case because art is easy to nail out of the park. And again, Jack, you're making the nicest looking pinball machines on the planet, bar none. But you need to get incredible art. And Guns N' Roses needs to have just, just, it needs to have like Dirty Donnie on crack. Like Guns N' Roses, I would have gone out and I would have found, and this is why I am always so annoyed when people are like, it's, 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 it has to be these five people in pinball art. Get the F out of here. Jack, go find, and it's too late for Guns N' Roses. It's too late because I know Franchi was going to help out with Guns N' Roses a while ago. And Jack was like, we've already got our Guns N' Roses art figured out. That has me nervous. It has me nervous. There are so many amazingly talented tattoo artists who guess what right now? If you're a pinball company, guess what right now? Are you listening, American Pinball? Do I have your attention? Every single amazing tattoo artist in America right now, guess what's happening to them? They are out of work. But you know what they can do? They can make art for your pinball machine. What they can have is people walk into their tattoo parlor and and get tattoos because of what's going on. So now would be a really smart time for you to reach out for some of those tattoo artists that are starving for work and kick them some money to do your pinball cabinet, your pinball play field. But no one's thinking like that. You know why? Because people in pinball, when it comes to making decisions, they don't think. A lot of bonehead moves. Use this time wisely, people. I just gave you another great suggestion. Go take it, Zach Sharp. Go find some of the most talented tattoo artists right now and get them working on pinball packages. And I bet you'll get them. I bet you'll get them at a third of their normal rate because they don't have any work coming in. Use this time wisely. So Jersey Jack, go get an artist or two that elevates the art on these games. I'm sorry, I just when I see Jersey Jack machines, they they just the art just leaves a lot to be desired. Okay, now Guns N' Roses launch. Now how are you going to launch this game, Jack? Well, you've got time. You've got time to figure this out. It's not going to be at a pinball show, most likely. Don't launch Guns N' Roses at Expo. Don't be a dummy. Don't be a dummy. Now, the other thing I mentioned a while ago is that Slash should be the one who reveals this game to the world. Now, the good news is this right now. And this is where, again, Jack, don't. Ken, Jack, Ken, I know you're listening. You're the new head of comms. Ken, Ken, here's an idea right away for you. Slash can't go on tour right now. Slash could not make TPF because of the Guns N' Roses tour. Slash is home like everybody else. Slash can't go out and do the, you know, the not in this lifetime tour. Why don't you guys figure out a way to get Slash the game and record some content and get him to reveal the Guns N' Roses pinball machine to the world? He has the time now. You can figure out a safe way to get him the game. And just think about that headline. Again, I'm going to give Ken and Jack a golden PR moment. Think about that headline, that national news headline. Here's how Slash is beating being stuck at home. Here's how Slash is spending his time in quarantine. He's playing a brand new Guns N' Roses pinball machine. He's getting the first one delivered in the entire world. And and here's the visual of it. And this game's going to be available soon, as soon as Jersey Jack Pinball can turn back on and make these games for everyone to enjoy. That's how you do it. That's how you launch the game. The Guns N' Roses pinball machine is Slash's stay-at-home, beat-the-quarantine boredom with the new Jersey Jack Guns N' Roses machine. Do you think they thought of that? Do you think they got a guy like marketing this good on their staff like Canada? I'm giving it to you guys for free. There's a reason why I make all the money an hour, guys. It's not because I'm a pinball fanatic. It's because I'm a marketing fanatic. 
There's your idea. Get it to Slash. Do it tomorrow. I think they should do that. I think now is the perfect time to do that. So then when the thing turns back on, you have this great content of him with the game or or maybe he can go live on, on a stream and reveal it to the world and, and take orders on it. See, here's the thing too. I think because we're going through this, no one's thinking differently about how we can sell games. And, and I mean that. If, if Stern had shown Ninja Turtles LE last week with everyone home, everyone drinking, everyone bored out of their mind, people are people will spend money right now. And, and I might have been a little wrong. I think coming out of this, yes, you're going to see a lot of people that tighten their wallets. But the people that buy the LEs, they typically have more disposable income. I think everyone right now, I'm going to say this, I think if you want to sell 500 or less of something that has a lot of demand, it don't matter when you put it on the production line. You can lock in non-refundable orders of that game right now. And the way Stern's been selling LEs, the big distributors have that policy. You have to pay in full within 48 hours or that's it. You're, 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 you lose your deposit. I think JJ has that policy and, and that's to prevent the flippers. But anyone right now who has a hot product and a buyer base that's all at home waiting and waiting and waiting, it would sell. Stern would sell out all 500 Ninja Turtle LEs if they launched it like yesterday. They would. So my point being, if Jersey Jack revealed Guns N' Roses Collector's Edition first, just show the hottest one first. That's the other thing too. Show the hot model first. We are going to reveal to the world Guns N' Roses Collector's Edition. Don't make 500 collector's editions of Guns N' Roses, Jack. It's apparent that the the demand for collector's editions games at 12.5 is not 500 units. He overshot it with Wonka, and now Wonka collector's editions will never feel that special. And it's just, they're still available. They're, they're never going to sell all 500. Guns N' Roses collector's editions, you should make 200 to 250. I think 200's been the sweet spot at 12.5. If Jack announced we're making a well, $12,500 collector's editions at 200 units he'd sell everyone and these are going to be the first ones that go on the line why not why not lock in all that revenue as you're going through this move and do it that way right now when no one else is 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 showing anyone anything or locking in any orders right just change the playbook you know right now we're living in a period where every playbook is being thrown out the window why not just change the playbook so if i'm jersey jack i do that the other thing i'm if i'm jersey jack in this time off there's one thing that if i'm jack it just comes a point now where there's no avoiding this. There's no avoiding this reality. You're a company that has, you know, let's let's be honest. You're a company that has made games where there's been a varying degree of demand for some of those games. Wizard of Oz had demand and you you, you supplied more than enough of those games to meet the demand. There wasn't that much demand for The Hobbit. There was not that much demand for Dialed In. And then we get to Pirates of the Caribbean interesting game in which there there was extraordinary demand for it then a year went by without shipping the game and people saw the streams of it to the point where they got bored by it and then the game came out and it was a slow burn now people are getting their games there's only a thousand out there the game is now the number one game on Pinside solely because the collector's edition guys are all giving it like nine sixes and nine sevens and that's fine but it's the number one game of all time 
and I'm, I'm not even going to go down that road. The game is good. It's it's just, it's so funny to me how the owners of Pirates are, are just like, it's the greatest game ever. Okay, whatever. Sure, it is. Um, No, but look, here's the thing. All that Jack should take away from this, and he knows this, there's money on the table. How can you not remake Pirates of the Caribbean? And I've said this to people. The, there's only one reason why Jersey Jack Pinball does not remake Pirates of the Caribbean. There's only one reason. Because it's the smart move to do. That's the only reason why they're not making the game. Jersey Jack Pinball is a company that although they make these amazing games, oftentimes I wonder who makes the decisions over there because they oftentimes don't do the smart thing. They're, like Think about it. The smart thing to do is make a game where there's a ton of demand for it right now that's selling used for four, five, six thousand dollars over what you charge people for it. You're not seeing any of that money, Jersey Jack. So if Jersey Jack remade 500 Pirates of the Caribbean games, they would sell out immediately. I don't care how hard it is to make, just remake it. Now, if Jack were smart, he would remake Pirates of the Caribbean, call it the Black Pearl Edition, put the nice topper on top of it, make it all black like the Black Arrow Edition Hobbit, and make 500 of them and have, have it look really awesome and sexy. Go over the machine. You have all this feedback. Fix and tweak some of the stuff that people have given you feedback on. Put some cliffies here and there. Figure out like how to wire this differently. Whatever it is, you have you have almost a year and a half of players' feedback on things that need adjusting. Make the adjustments. Sell 500 of the Black Pearl editions for $11,500. If Jack offered them right now, 500 Black Pearl editions with black powder-coated armor, the big black pearl ship on the side of the game, and the black pearl topper, if he offered it that way, he would sell out all 500 right away and put in the bank, right? What's uh, what's 11.5 times 500? That's a little over, what, $5.5 million? No, why why would we do that? Why would we why would we do that? Because it's so smart. Let's not do that. Let's let's just keep it saying, I don't know. Unbelievable. Jack, charge whatever it costs. Do you do you not see what's happening, Jack? People are people are fighting over each other to spend sixteen, seventeen thousand dollars on this machine. Remake the game. But he probably won't remake it because it's the smart move to do. And I swear to God, there's like a monthly meeting at JJP that's just like, what's the dumb thing we can do with this launch? Okay, let's do that. What's it? Okay, yeah. Let's um, let's make the standard edition Willy Wonka with like the worst cabinet art ever, because that's the we want to sell that in volume. Oh, oh yeah, because Pat Lawler said it's gonna go into locations and they don't show the side art. You so stupid bonehead moves. Stupid bonehead moves. Stop, Jack. Make Pirates of the Caribbean next to Guns N' Roses at the same time. Jack, don't you understand what happens at Stern Pinball? Go into Stern Pinball. They're making like six to eight games at once. Why are you so like one trick pony at a time? You're only going to make one game at a time when you, when you move into these big spaces, when you have, you have the demand there for more than one game at a time. He's got to stop. He's got to use this time to rethink the strategy because it's, it's not making much sense. And people want the game. Now, the other thing is this. I do think that if you remake Pirates, a lot of that demand will evaporate because a lot of the demand is there simply because there's no more. But that's why you have to say, look, we're not going to rerun Pirates. I would do this. We're not going to rerun Pirates. We're not going to order more parts unless we sell all 500 of these. And this is all we're going to do in the remake. And that's it. And then we're moving on. Because Jack also has to get out 
of this, we're going to constantly be redoing titles. Because collectors don't want that. And that's always where he struggles. And look at look at the Yellow Brick Road edition. Just think about that. Like he came back out with that, removed mechs, and, and he still won't tell people what the total number of Yellow Brick Road games is. So you, you're getting game number something of God knows what. And that's not the right approach either. So, you know, when it comes to launching Guns N' Roses, I think a Guns N' Roses Pirates of the Caribbean 2020 is a great way for Jersey Jack to close out the year. And then I would hit it with Toy Story Big at next March's like TPF. And, and I would just be all about Toy Story next year and whatever the next title is. But that's how I would do it. Because how awesome would it be if both of Eric's games came out and just dominated and he showed people like a new version of Pirates and also Guns N' Roses. One's a wide body, one's a standard body. And those two games, I'm going to say this, they don't compete with, with each other very much. They're the, they're a, a music pin versus a, a, a Pirates of the Caribbean, completely radically different themes. And just for you people who think Guns N' Roses suck, you guys suck. If you think Guns N' Roses is not a good band, this game's not going to sell, you're out of your minds. All right, what's going on in American Pinball? So here's what I would do in this time period at American Pinball. Now, first I want to read for you something that went out yesterday. So uh, American Pinball is listening to what I said and they are doing some market research. Now, uh, Mr. Michael Grant over there at American Pinball, he's been sending emails out and here's the subject head, special message to all American Pinball customers. So he's corresponding with everyone who's bought an American Pinball game. Now, I'm not going to read this whole thing. I want to read two parts of it. He says, first off, I want to thank you for supporting American Pinball with your purchase of Houdini and Oktoberfest, and I hope you have been enjoying them. If you haven't heard from us previously, please accept this heartfelt apology for not expressing our appreciation. Suffice it to say, things are changing at American Pinball which is the main reason for this email. All right, and then he goes on. In the middle paragraph, he writes about how he got into pinball, yada, yada, yada. Then he says, we know that pinball has a unique place in all of our lives, and our commitment is to be the best pinball company in the business. With your help, we believe we can accomplish this goal. So with all that being said, I wish to let you know that I, along with the rest of the staff, really do value your feedback opinions, ideas, and yes, even whatever criticism you might have regarding your American pinball experience to date. Please know that I'm here for you to answer any questions or issues that have not been addressed before. Thanks for taking the time to read this, and I look forward to hearing from you. Please stay safe. And he said, all the best from American Pinball. All right, Michael Grant, sales and marketing manager. So here's the thing. Here's the thing. American Pinball, a company that is also in transition, a company that launched a game at the worst time ever with Hot Wheels, and Michael Grant is asking for feedback, which is great. Now, here's here's the thing you need to do, Michael. Here's the thing you need to do. Michael Grant, sales and marketing head at American Pinball. The people's feedback you need in this time off to figure out how to make your company the best pinball company in the industry, which by the way, you know this, you guys are failing horribly at that goal. The people you need to ask on what to do to improve are not people who bought Houdini or Oktoberfest because those people are the exception to the rule. Those people are the anomalies. If you could sell to those people, anyone could sell to those people. The people you need to sell to are the people who didn't buy 
Oktoberfest and Houdini, which is almost everybody in the pinball buying community. And that's the feedback you need. And what you need to do in this time off, Michael Grant, is you need to go onto Pinside and you need to start a thread that just says, we want your feedback on how to make American pinball games better. And it's going to be a bitch fest. It's going to be a bitch fest a little bit. People are going to give you like, but they'll be constructive. I mean, for the most part, I think the community wants to help American pinball get better. I think people want a true, true quality product from these other companies that makes them think twice about buying a Stern or, or, or leveling up to a Jersey Jack machine. And American Pinball has failed to do that. And the sales are indicative of that. And I don't care who thinks otherwise, you're wrong because the sales show it. The first thing I would do in this time off at American Pinball, are you ready for it? I would completely rejigger the staff. Wh whoever was in place to make those first two games, gone, sorry, hit the bricks, pal. I know you had your chance, you messed up. You're out of here. They need a complete overhaul. American Pinball should go hire John Borg. American Pinball should go find other designers. They need to, they need, they, they gave Joe Balser two shots, three shots now. It, the sales weren't there. And, and, and there's no one to blame. There's no one to blame. Because if, if Joe Balser is bl blaming Dovel for those two products, then, then like, then Dovel's got to go. But I, I doubt it. I, I think Dovel strikes me as a guy that doesn't know what he's even doing in pinball. And he, he, trusted and had faith in the team over there. So that's it. I, I'm not even, I'm not going to get nasty on this company. They have, they have a time now to restructure this organization. They have a time now to take feedback. This is when you put a new team on the court and they need to go do that. The problem is I think now they're trying to do things like for cheaper. They're trying to cut costs and Hot Wheels is proof of that. Now you're going to hear, you're going to hear on another show coming up this week that another company was close to getting the Hot Wheels license and sounds like they did a lot and Mattel went with American Pinball. You're going to hear who it was. Uh, but anyway, anyway, so you look, American Pinball in this time period, I don't know how you get hype going for Hot Wheels. Again, I, if I were them, Hot Wheels to me is the last product from the old company. I would spend this time going to make an offer to a John Borg. Can you get Lyman Sheets? You'll never get them. Who can you go get? They need to go get someone that brings an audience with them. They need to go get someone that has a fan base. They need to go get a new designer. Like go pay Scott Denisi twice as much money, whatever it is. They need to go get someone that becomes the face of this company that knows what they're doing. And it's just, it's just, if it's the same staff, I expect the same results. And that's just that. Okay. Who am I missing right now? So I got Stern. I got Jersey Jack. I got American Pinball. P3 Multimorphic. And this time off, I mean, Jerry's Jerry's shown his 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 heist game and he's ready to go with it. And this time off, I think Jerry needs to just manufacture those things and find ways to get people to buy the platform. I think what I would do if I was Jerry in this time off is I would get my game to streamers that have large followings and get them the product to stream. He needs to get Jack Danger the game. The problem with Jerry, he's got just a couple homeowners playing the product and those guys are actually hurting sales because they suck at pinball. And when I was watching one of his homeowners play the heist or heist, I, I, I was, it sucked because the guy sucked. It, it was just like he wasn't able to show much of the game. So Jerry needs to get some streams of this thing going. And, and then he's got to get creative. I think Jerry also needs to look at the harsh reality that $10,000 is just not the price point for this platform. I'm, I'm sorry. It's too much money. He's got to take a, a he's got to do like a, a little bit of a loss on the upfront of getting it into people's homes and make up that money as people buy more of the games. 
But at 10K, it's just such a hard pill to swallow. You know, I was thinking about it too. It's like you can't even sell it used. And this is the problem is like guys are trying to sell Lexi Lightspeed used for like 6,500 bucks, but then you got to go buy the heist for 2,700 bucks. And then you're, then you're back once again up to that nine, $10,000 range. And you might as well just get a, a new one. Here's the thing with, with P3. I just always want everything for 10K. Like if you have Lexi Lightspeed and heist and rocks and cosmic cart racing, I, I don't, I just, I want to spend 10K and get all of it. I don't want to have to spend like the, the whole bundle is almost $16,000. Like it's just ludicrous. No one's doing that. Because then you can't sell it used. Like, how do you sell P3 with all the bundle? Who's going to buy it for 16K? It's like that moron that was trying to sell Wrath of Olympus where there's six of them. You see this guy in France tried to sell Wrath of Olympus for for $19,500. And now he's all the way down to 15K and still nobody wants it. I always laugh because Hilton said he, he rejected offers of $25,000 for the game. $25,000, he says, someone offered him for Wooly, and he was like, no, now, now it's 15K. Great. Nobody wants that stupid game. Anyway, all right. It's not a stupid game. I, I, I take that back. It's just nobody wants the game. They, they didn't want it years ago. They don't want it now. All right. Chicago Gaming Company. What do they do in this time off? So look, they, they, they're delayed. I hope you guys enjoyed my last episode. I got a few things inaccurate, which I knew I would because there was so much to unravel. One of them was they did end up shipping Medieval Madness remakes a little bit earlier than January of 2016. I think that was the date in which European games arrived. They were still about a year late on getting games to customers. Uh, the other part is Chicago Gaming Company did make Vacation Pinball which was sort of like a, a, a spin-off sort of Chevy Chase National Lampoon kind of game that was for the home only. So they did actually put a game together. It was a terrible game and it was it was you know it wasn't for operators. There was no coin mech on the machine and it was a cheap cheap game. So they, this wasn't their first pinball venture. Uh, but I do think the show did a great job in capturing all of the back and forth going on between Planetary and CGC and Stern and SPI and WMS and all that, all the craziness that was going on. Now, if I'm Chicago Gaming Company, I'm doing one thing during this time off. I am really starting to think about like, what what are we doing with which titles we're bringing out next? Because if you saw the pin side, some guys doing an awesome like March Madness bracket tournament to find the best game of all time. And he has all the Bally Williams titles that are in the remake pool for Chicago Gaming Company. And the game that they're making next is most likely going to be Cactus Canyon. But as you can see, in terms of games that people are most excited about, Cactus Canyon is not more popular than Big Bang Bar. It's not more popular than Theater of Magic. It's definitely not more popular than Tales of the Arabian Nights. And if you were to ask people, which game would you like to see be remade with code improved upon, the game that would, I think, be, the two games that I think would be the, the number one games for them would be Big Bang Bar and Tales of the Arabian Nights. Cactus Canyon, to me, is a game in which I get that they didn't make many of them. I get that it was one of the last games Bally Williams made, but it's just, I don't think people wanted that game as much as they think people did. And I think they were looking at the fact that used Cactus Canyons were selling for so much money, but that's just because they were rare. It wasn't because it was like the best game. And even though they're going to make the game deeper with new code, I still think they need to look at what people really want in terms of the game and making the best game there is 
versus just trying to make what's the most expensive game that was collectible that we can remake. So I would make I would make the J-pop games and Big Bang Bar. Like I would just start with those and I think you would you would do phenomenally well with sales. But again, the whole question with the company is how long does it take to get these products out there? I can't imagine Planetary Pinball is is happy with how long it's taking. But, you know, this company again, they've been around for 7 years. Like why can't we at least do one a year? Like wh- why is it taking so long? So we'll see what happens with them. But I think that's another case of like when they show the like the, they show the world Cactus Canyon, it's got to be done, got to be ready, got to be ready to go, and they gotta they gotta be thinking about how do we get at least two titles out a year? It's just taking too long. Who am I missing? Then I got to be done here. Am I missing um, Dutch Pinball? Well, Dutch Pinball is just gonna keep doing what they're doing. Uh, I I think that there's there's not nothing new I would give them other than make the games as fast as you can. Now, ironically, through this pause period, the only company that's still manufacturing games, the only company that's still in business is Dutch Pinball. The irony of all of this is amazing. It's like in a world in which everyone is an honest business person has to shut down, the guy who lied is still open for business, right? Isn't it just, isn't there just a level of irony in that? So whatever, Dutch Pinball, they're trickling out Lebowski's. Uh, Those who had to pay twice will remain hopeful. Here's what Dutch needs to do in this time off. And this is what Barry needs to do. He needs to finish the code of this game. The code is at like 0.67. The game is still great. The game is still the best world under glass I've seen since I've covered this hobby. But Barry, in this time off, you need to finish the code. Because I think what Barry doesn't realize is the lack of polish in the code and finishing the game. If he does that and he makes this game so much more interesting to play. Because I hear from all the owners, like after you have it for a while, it gets boring really fast. What he needs to do is get that code complete, put more in it, make it more magical, and that's what's going to lead more people to want to own this game. And he's got time to do it. But it also reeks of a red flag and a warning is that he clearly doesn't have the money to pay someone to finish the code. I mean, who was working on the code? Go give that guy whatever you owe him and get him to continue working on the game. It's like, how can there be zero progress on code on a game that's been stagnant for years? You know, coding doesn't require anything other than the man to have the game to, to work on. And I, that's that's my concern is that if they're not working on code, this company is still just like running on fumes. All right, so Deep Root Pinball, what, what, what should they do in this time off? How should Deep Root spend this time off? Well, here's the thing. I'm not gonna tell you what I think they should do right now. Because I interviewed Robert Mueller yesterday, and that interview is going to go up Friday morning. And so you're going to hear straight from Robert Mueller how Deep Root is spending this time off, how they feel about missing the March 25th date due to this pandemic, and what the future holds for this company in 2020 and on. It's a really good interview, and I think you're going to enjoy it. And I was glad Robert spent the time to come on. He even gave me like a little treat for you guys, a little, little bit of the side box or cabinet box uh i think the back box artwork i got a little sliver of artwork that he gave me to put up with the show so at least it's something right i tried to get him to give me more but he wouldn't so you're going to hear from deep root on the friday show so here's the thing lots of time to plan in, in a lot of ways we all know this when the pinball machine turns back on when the industry comes back alive not a lot is going to change these companies are, are still going to pretty much do what they do the way they do it but i do think now is the time for them to rethink strategy for companies who aren't so successful now's the time to figure things out and for companies that are doing it very well 
you know, you have a little bit more time now to put a, put a little bit more polish on what you do. I don't expect radical changes from Stern. I don't expect radical changes from Jersey Jack. I don't expect radical changes from most of these companies. But the truth is, some of these companies really need to do radical changes. And I, I hope they, they listen to some of this feedback. Now, I did miss Spooky Pinball. Now, Spooky Pinball, and I hate to like put them last because they're not last right now. They're, they're in the fortunate situation where they sold every single Rick and Morty already. So Charlie's doing all right. He, he got really lucky. On, on when he launched his game, because it was like right before this all hit. Now, what Spooky Pinball needs to do in this time off, they really need to sit down and they really need to figure out a way to make games faster. And, and this albatross is not going to leave this company's uh, shores. They need to figure this out because this they, they can't keep doing this. If, if they make games that people want that sell out in four hours... They need to rethink the strategy, and, and Charlie can't fall back on, well, I never want to be in a position where I have to let people go. Charlie, I think it's quite clear you're never going to be in that position if you keep doing what you're doing, which is making these kinds of games. There, there's that kind of demand for it. And I know Chuck's probably a little insecure that they can constantly have Rick and Morty-like hype, and I would be the same way. Like Maybe every title's not like this, but he really needs to figure out a way and maybe this CGC partnership will help him do that. But I really think he needs to figure out a way to make these games faster. And if you were to ask me, I, again, I'm just going to say this. I think the two companies that it would make sense to consolidate, I don't even think it's spooky in CGC. You've got American Pinball in a 55,000 square foot facility that knows how to make stuff and, and build stuff incredibly well. You've got with no demand, right? So American Pinball's got this all this space and all this know-how when it comes to manufacturing and absolutely no demand for their games. You've got Spooky Pinball with incredible demand for the games, and they know how to build their games fine, and they're in, in Benton, Wisconsin. There's something about me is just like, can't these two like figure out a way to just like combine? And somehow, just, I don't know, there's just, but you know, if I'm Chuck, though, I don't I don't know, it's a weird way, like I get it. Like no one really wants to combine probably with AP because of like, I don't know, AP doesn't have like a fan base. AP doesn't have like, any good mojo or momentum and maybe Chicago gaming company is the way to go but whatever it is if I'm Chuck I'm trying to find a way to build these games faster does that mean like hiring a night shift so we just we have two shifts going every day so instead of 18 months it's nine months whatever he needs to do I think there needs to be a way to get these games faster especially with this delay because this delay let's be honest this delay is going to remove a lot of the hype and excitement for Rick and Morty I mean only like 70 games have gone out game was announced in December right I didn't even get game number 50. It's sitting somewhere with a butter cab. I don't think any butter cabinets went out. I might be the first butter. Uh, that's the first time, you know, <laughs> Canada's butter brought to you by Canada. Um, anyway, so that's where we're at. That's where we're at. I think when it turns back on, uh, it's going to be interesting to see if, if sales are impacted. I think for me, the, the big thing I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing is how location play pinball, how it comes back and can it come back. And I, and I do, I think the companies all need to get together to figure out how they help locations out. I, I, I do. I, and I think the companies can give operators a break uh, in, in how they sell them their game. So we'll see if that happens as well. Everyone, this was episode 476. On Friday, you'll hear from Robert Mueller. We're going to keep giving you podcasts until there's nothing left to podcast about. Uh, we'll talk to you soon. Everyone, stay healthy, stay inside, and don't, don't, for any reason, go out and play pinball with your friends. Not yet. We'll get there, but not yet. Ah!